in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America, thank you very much for joining me. And it has been a whirlwind of a week. I promise you 2023 will not disappoint for the direction that this country's headed. And I can't stress enough and I can't tell you enough, this is the moment. This is the moment in time. This is the beginning or the end of the future of humanity. And I'm not trying to uh, be dramatic. It, it, it is absolutely at the test of time going to come down to us as people what we decide and where we decide we want this future to go and how and what we want our future to be like for our kids. That's really what this comes down to. It comes down to how selfish and self-consumed you are as an individual and what you're willing to tolerate and what you're willing to deal with. And I will tell you the great news. There is good news in my podcast. I promise you I have some good news. The good news is, is the social warfare uh, information warfare, uh, culture war, war that we're fighting is easy to beat. In other words, we could wipe these people out, you know, 20 to one. That's how powerful the truth is. That's how powerful your message is. But it takes you as an active, engaged listener and an engaged individual participating in this animated contest of liberty it takes you to be active and step outside of your comfort zone and challenge and test these narratives. That's what this ultimately comes down to. Imagine this. Imagine everybody's in the Truman Show. You're in the Truman Show and there's a camera on you. And the entire world surrounded is surrounded by you and the actions that you do. But everybody around you is either an actor, they're being manipulated, they're a bot, Whatever you want to do, however you want to picture that, just imagine it's you against the world in that sense. Now, there are great people. There's, there's tons of great people out there. And when I say, you know, Oregon's probably the worst state in the country, uh, I'm not being dramatic. It's just as far as what the leaders are and how far we've come down the rabbit hole, how far we've gone. I think Oregon's gone and they're solidifying it now. They're just locking it in, right? They are now literally trying to lower the voting age right now. They're trying to propose legislation. And guess what? The way that they vote is they decide the elections. So what's the point of even voting? Do you really think that we voted for Measure 114? We did not. They stole it. It's all manipulation, it's all manipulation. I truly believe that to my core. And I have some very special guests coming on uh, over the next couple of weeks. I wasn't able to get them on today. Uh, I was planning on it. So I kind of have a shotgun show today. But listen, it, 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 what, where do we go? What do we do from here? That's the million dollar question. Because if you watched what happened with Kevin McCarthy in the House Speakership and how everybody jumped on and there was a strange polarization happening between the Republicans 
right? The conservatives versus the Republicans. And if you understand this, you understand everything. This ultimately has been such a great lifting of the veil of who the real enemies are within, right? And it also demonstrates how powerful just a few individuals can be uh, in combating against the system. So for everybody that jumped on the McCarthy bandwagon, it's like, oh, you know, this is politics. We just need to support him. Everybody's getting behind him. No, that's not the that's not the American process. I'm not a supporter of McCarthy at all. I think he's a dirtbag, and I think it's more of the same, right? You're not going to get anything changed. You're not going to get anything done when you put a giant swamp creature at the head of the table, right? And he's a disaster. And you could argue, oh, it's making the Republicans look bad. I, that's what everybody's saying. It's making the Republicans look bad. It looks like a clown show and they don't know what they're doing. That's bull crap. This is part of the American system is being able to have the debates and be able to have the open forums and being able to allow our representatives to speak on behalf of us and be the thorn in the grass and to be the thorn in somebody's toe that's okay that's part of the american system if we lest we not forget that we the people control the country at least we should be that's how this whole system was set up and we've all been too decadent for too long <clears throat> watching sports being with our families, trying to have good jobs, trying to make money, trying to build a house, trying to have that white picket fence lifestyle that we want. And I'm guilty of that. By all means, I am 100% guilty of that. And I understand that. But I also understand, and COVID has been giant for this. Now, I've been talking about this type of stuff for a decade, right? Um, you know, speaking down empty hallways where nobody's listening. You know, I was always the weird kid in the room that was, you know, talking about real stuff and everybody wants to sit around and talk about football. And so I never, I never really got that. I never understood it. It's never really been my thing, but now it's great because people are starting to get it. They're starting to understand, Hey, we're living in a captured state. We're living in a captured country. These people do not have our best interest. They will openly jump on the media and get on the news and say with a straight face, a bold face lie, which thank God for the internet, thank God for Elon Musk, and thank God for Twitter, we can now combat against that lie. We can now check that lie to whereas 50 years ago, think of this, 50 years ago, if some politician or some representative or some quote unquote official were to get on the internet, or excuse me, get on the news and tell you something, you would have to believe it. You would have to believe it because you're going, okay, uh, how do you counter against it? Now, there are people that are dissenting voices, you know, Barry Goldwater, things like that from way back in the day. And I think that really started this movement that countered a lot of those narratives. But think of all of the things in your history book. Think of all of the narratives in your history book. Simple example, January 6th, right? Since that's on everybody's mind, everybody wants to talk about it. They literally, and by they, I mean the congress, congressman, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, I don't even like to call him the president because he's not, he's not. It was a coup against the United States and a, a coup against American people is sitting in the White House right now. Anyways, I digress, but they literally got on stage yesterday and did some big memorial 
and they said something about four or five cops that were killed. We're going to, we're going to honor the four or five cops that were killed on January 6th. But if you listen very closely, they don't specifically say they were killed from January 6th or at the Capitol. They say, you know, surrounding from, and we all know that this is a lie. We all know that this is a lie. There were four people killed. One of them's Ashley Babbitt. There were three other people that were killed in the crowd. One of them had a heart attack. The cops that they glorify, uh, one of the main ones, Tucker Carlson said, talking about it last night, but one of the main ones, he had a heart attack after, right? And the news went on and said that they was, he was beat with a uh, fire extinguisher in the head. So we know now, and it's more crystallizing than ever, how much the media lies, in every way. Everybody's so biased, but now we know how deep it goes, right? And so what they're trying to do, and this is this is a Hitlerian tactic, by the way. This is this is what the Nazis did to their people. And what's the famous quote? If you tell a lie long enough, loud enough, and often enough, eventually people will believe it. So what is happening right now? They've been beating down our face for two years about all this stuff that happened on January 6th that did not happen. And the, 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 the violence and the things that did happen were coerced by the FBI operatives and the government agency operatives that were embedded into the crowds. They had people like Ray Epps embedded into the crowds, antagonizing and inducing the violence and inducing the uprising to where Ray Epps has now openly admitted, essentially, that he uh, played a part in that uh, uprising and encouraged people. He's on video multiple times encouraging people to go into the Capitol. Yet he's still walking free on his ranch in Arizona He's still walking free. Nobody's talking about it. And these guys get on the news and say it was the worst thing since 9-11. Well, speaking of 9-11, right? We all know now that 9-11 isn't what the narrative is. We also know now that the JFK assassination isn't what they told us, right? So how far does the rabbit hole go? We know they lied about the vaccines. We know the, they lied about the, the authenticity of the masks. They lie about everything. And this is the most important thing. And I think this is, this is the culture war that they don't want you questioning. These are the things that they don't want you thinking about which is why they have to hold on so strong to this vaccine lie that the vaccine cures and the vaccine helps you, even though everybody around you is dropping dead. 24-year-olds just dropping dead, you know? (laughs) Like having heart attacks, 12-year-olds having heart attacks. This is not normal. But what's happened is that they've shocked us so much and disrupted our lives so much that a lot of you are still in a state of panic and a state of fear to where one, you're scared to challenge the system. You're scared to challenge the narrative. So they're pushing you in a box. 
right? And you're being decensored, deplatformed, you're scared your friends and family, you know, might disown you, whatever, and you just want to go along and to get along, right? We're not in that stage anymore. And I don't know, I don't have a crystal ball, but based on everything that I'm seeing, like Oregon trying to lower the voting age, right? Can you believe that? They're trying to lower the voting age. And there's so much crazy, weird uh, laws that are coming into effect. Let me see if I can see this, find this one. Um, there was some new law that they just, they just passed to where to vote, you can vote on behalf of somebody. If I get that right, I'm going to find the actual HB uh, number and I'll tell, tell it to you on the next segment. But they're trying to literally just legitimize their fraud and to make it to where our vote doesn't count, we'll never vote again and we'll never have a fair election, which we haven't had a fair election for 30 years in this state. And we've been fighting like hell to get out of it and fighting these people. But let me tell you, this whole Kevin McCarthy thing, and I know I'm jumping around, but this whole Kevin McCarthy thing is really crystallizing because it demonstrates who the real swamp creatures are. And we have swamp creatures right here in our own backyard, right here in the Oregon Republican Party. There's a lot of dirty politicians that are controlled opposition that aren't acting on your behalf. And it's right in our own backyard right? They've blocked real uh, patriot candidates that are looking and acting on behalf of the people. But it's now our time because we have nothing to lose. And if anything else, we need to do it for our children and our grandchildren and the future of this state and the future of our country. It's time now to activate and get active out there and start engaging these people. Because I think now we have a bigger and larger audience than ever before, and people are waking up and seeking and hungry for the truth. They are realizing that our futures are now being leveraged and stolen and robbed from us right before our eyes. The entire carpet is getting ripped out from under us. And so what are you going to do, and how are we going to get and navigate around this to, to have a softer landing because I think we're already crashing. It's just all about how the softer landing is on what we're going to do next. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at noncompliantus. Tell us what your message is to young men. Yeah, so I think that being a man is very, very difficult. I think that men's issues are largely overlooked. A lot of young men growing up today that feel very disaffected. They feel invisible. The agendas that are being forced down their throats are not agendas they align with or they feel affinity to or agendas they want. And I basically just say to men, look, it's a very hard life. You're going to need to get up, work hard, go to the gym. Strong body is a strong mind. You're going to have to reject listening blindly to everything you're told. Reject the slave mind. Think for yourself. Get a strong network of brothers. Work aside them. Don't tolerate low-quality people in your life, which means don't tolerate men who just smoke drugs and play video games. And try and build and create a reality full of high-quality people in which you can resist the programming that the Matrix tries to infl uh, influence you with and grow up truly happy. Broadcasting from the former state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. 
Welcome back, Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Thanks for joining us. What a wild world that we live in, isn't it? All this craziness, all this chaos going on. Which way do we even go? As I've said before, we are in a threshold of information overload. And that's the point, isn't it? It's a psychological operation to overrun your ability to think and comprehend with what's going on. It's like a blitzkrieg, right? Where if everything is rushing to the hill, you're going to get those cracks to where they're able to seep through. And that's what's happening is they're overwhelming us with information and overwhelming us with chaos. And this is a psychological operation. It's psychological war. So it's very important to pray. It's very important to have grounding around you. It's very important to focus on specific tasks despite what's going on. It's, it's, it's extremely important. The way that you do that is with vitamins, nutrients, nootropics, good health, good fitness, things like that. Very, very, very important, especially right now. Given that we're in winter, we're getting less vitamin D, you need to supplement vitamin D. It's very, very important. But, okay, so what do we talk about? I mean, there's a million things to talk about. I want to focus on Oregon stuff right now because I think it all routes in. Everybody's talking about McCarthy, you know, McCarthy this, McCarthy this. And it's been really telling. It's been interesting. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, it's an interesting perspective that she is, you know, such a hardcore advocate for McCarthy. We don't know why. She won't come on uh, the uh, Patriot shows, which she's been on before. She will not and hasn't responded yet. Maybe they'll be able to get her on. We'll be able to get an explanation of why she was such a diehard advocate for McCarthy. And I know a lot of you guys probably are listening. Because you don't know. You're like, okay, McCarthy, why don't we all just band together and do like the Democrats do and just become a cult? And there's this hierarchy and we just all need to follow suit. And we can't challenge the system. We can't challenge the narrative. Because sometimes a lot of you, you know, some of you Republicans that are claiming Republicans or claiming to, claiming to be conservatives, you guys have to understand there's propaganda that goes both ways. There's equally radicalized leftists that you're looking at and you're like, man, you guys are lunatics and you guys are just sucked into the matrix and you'll do anything that your cult leaders tell you to do. But then you look on the right and there's similar patterns happening with that. You got to remember, you have to have a voice. You have to think about things for yourself. Make sure you don't get caught in these echo chambers to where you're just carrying the water and not actually thinking about what's going on. It's okay to have dissenting views. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to disagree with me. That's fine. I don't expect you to believe and or trust or be in line with everything that I do. That's why the American system is so great. Because you can have those disagreements. And I do have a disagreement. I don't like McCarthy. I think he is the swamp creature. I think Trump has become the swamp creature too. Ooh, yeah, did I strike some nerves? I absolutely do. And here's why. is because he is flailing now politically. 
and he doesn't have the the momentum and the movement and the the voice of the people because he keeps burning them time and time and time and time again right and i love trump now i'm the i was the biggest trump fan out there i got trump bobbleheads i have a mount rushmore with trump on it a little statue like a every i got everything i got a trump pen with boxing gloves on it that talks to you it's the coolest pen in the world i got trump shot glasses i mean i was the trump fan of all trump fans i had everything i got trump flying on an eagle on my t-shirt he's flying on an eagle with his shirt off like it's cool right and uh and i love trump and i think he's probably a great guy in person but here's the controversial thing i think the maga movement has outgrown trump and it's bigger than trump which is great because trump has essentially blown through the doors of this ironclad iron curtain that's been on the media and the political establishment for years that nobody's been able to get through trump blew through that door but guess what he gets to bow out and the reinforcements now need to come in which is what's happening and that's why we're taking back our local uh, agencies and school boards and counties and states and even the house of representatives we had some great patriots in there holding out now they settled but they definitely made a point and to my understanding they were able to get some things passed as far as uh re-scripting how the uh the house of the the speaker gets to operate so there's some victories there. To my understanding, I haven't confirmed what that is. And we all know, and this is the thing, I get it. I get the victory. I get why they conceded in a way and eventually voted for him to get those things passed. But we all know he's not going to honor that. We all know that he now has proven that we can't hold his feet to the fire. They're not going to listen to us. We have to take it from them and the way we do that is educating people around us and through the court of public opinion that's where our real victories play in now it's a short segment we got a longer segment coming up i want to get into more stuff going on thanks for listening to non-compliant america it's 104.3 fm 1220 am and we'll be right back My dad said schools are basically prisons. They keep kids locked up physically and mentally, prepare them for jobs that are also basically prisons until they retire and go to a nursing home, their final prison. School is not a prison. Can I leave whenever I want to? It's a little like a prison. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. All right, thanks for tuning in. Joshua Michael, we are back. A couple things. Um, you know, I started the last segment with uh, an Andrew Tate quote because I was trying to get in. I get so distracted here. There's so much going on and, and, and I'm a victim to it. You know, I'm a victim to, uh, you know, the information overload. 
and, and how do you hone everything in to really grasp and, you know, cause it's all about making an impact. Otherwise it's like, why do I even have a show? Why do I, why would I have a, 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 a radio show if I'm not trying to have an impact? My goal is to deliver as much information as I can to you to get your mind to think the best way that, uh, you know, just to think about stuff, think about different things. Don't get sucked into what Andrew Tate calls is the matrix, right? And the matrix is obviously a metaphor for everything else. But I started with his quote because I wanted to talk about the culture war, war and the war on the culture and why they really went after him. Now, whether he's guilty or innocent, I don't know. We don't know. I think that he's getting the Julian Assange treatment, which we know how that ended up. Now, uh, Andrew Tate is a much different person than Julian, and he's definitely a fighter. And so it, it'll be interesting to see how he's able to route these people. But I mean, he's going up the, against the United States government, who I dare, guarantee you is co-opting with the Romanian government and probably the British intelligence operations because they cannot have him out there fighting for the culture war. Now, here's here's an argument. Uh, is how bad uh, is his real situation? I know there was an, uh, a video circulating around of him supposedly like beating up and talking bad to his girlfriend and spanking her and hitting her and stuff like that. Well, she came out after that and said, no, 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 that's what we like to do. That's what I like. I like that, that we, we would do that all the time. Like it's role play and people are into that. And I said that last week, that's probably what it is. You know, to, to, so to say and draw to a conclusion that he's guilty, uh, that's a hard grasp right now, especially given all the testimony of people that do know him and have been around him and have known him his entire life or most of his life or at least half of his life to say he's the most honorable, respectful uh, individuals. Yeah, he's a little grotesque and he's a little brazen and he's bold and he, and he does things that, you know, some people won't agree with, you know, that would save is more fringe. Right. But that's to be, uh, that's to be shocking. That's how you have to penetrate the media. That's how you get 200 million followers is by doing stuff like that. You can't do that if somebody's milk toast and sitting on the sidelines, right? You have to be bold and brazen, which is why people like Trump. Because he was that way in the political spectrum. He did and said things that people were, find shocking and everything else. That's why we liked him. We liked that. So to throw Tate into that, but I think Tate's much more sophisticated than Trump. I think that he had such a stronger, clear, more concise message. And so I started with that um, to just kind of uh, exemplify why he's being demonized because he is an active soldier and a leader inside the culture war. And that's really what we're up against is a culture war. And they're going after our kids and they're going after the mindsets because if they can mold your children into thinking and feeling a certain way or feeling bad about themselves or not wanting to engage or not wanting to speak up and not wanting to raise their hand against and have an opinion in school or outside of school or in some type of social circle or stand up for somebody that's really being bullied, not to pretend being bullied like the transgender kids and the, you know, the LGBTQ kids that state that they're being bullied just because somebody doesn't want to be their friend, that they suddenly they feel like a victim and then now it turns into this big thing. Next thing you know, you got tampon dispensers in the boys' bathroom at South Salem High School. Right. So not that kind, but he was an active soldier inside that movement. 
really trying to get it. And he was resonating with people. He had 100 or 200 million young boys under 25 following him. And what was his message? Do better, feel better. Don't let the world, you know, get you down. You know, because you got to remember, suicides, it's mostly mostly men, mostly boys, right? Uh, it, it, there's, there's such a culture war against men that he was an active person on that. Now, if you believe his tactics, whatever. Okay. That's just my opinion on that. So I wanted to start with that message. So you guys understand that, uh, what his message really was and kind of cut through what all the talking heads surrounding this whole controversy, uh, is it's better to hear from the horse's mouth, right? Because we all need to you know, believe people based off of what their actions are and what they say rather than what everybody says about them. And we understand that now with Trump. Trump was a prime example. We'd watch his show. We'd watch his rally. He would say a couple things. Then you'd watch the news and they would say that he said the exact opposite. And you're like, well, wait, I watched that. That's not what he said. They actually got it 100% wrong. They were 180 degrees in the opposite direction. But then what's interesting is that they would say this, they would say Trump said this, then they would base base another argument based off of what that lie was. And now they've constructed a second lie that was based off the first lie, right? Kind of like what they did with the Jan Sixer saying that all the police died. The police died, therefore this. Well, wait a minute. Uh, you can't argue argument B when argument A isn't even true, didn't even happen. So they get us in this conundrum where we have to just, we're constantly fighting and arguing just and just spun out because we're psychologically being inoculated with the amount of information overruling our minds, right? And this is where God comes in. This is where our spiritual alignment comes in because if you're balanced, all the noise and all the chaos goes away, Okay. A couple things. I really want to uh, amplify some victims um, because I think it's important. This is probably the most important documentary to date, diedsuddenly.info. Very important to emphasize every single time. So every show I'm going to dedicate to a couple victims. Okay. So a young teen dies, 16-year-old student in Las Vegas um, after a medical emergency during a flag football game. Gee, I wonder what happens. She began to have chest problems, went to the sidelines to take a break when she collapsed. Have we seen this before? Oh, man. Um, another kid here, uh, sudden cardiac arrest, leading cause of death in young athletes. Uh, Alan Henry spoke to his family of a teenage hockey player who died on the ice about collapsing. Uh, Gregory Yee, a New York Times reporter, or excuse me, LA Times, Los Angeles Times, has died suddenly. He was found dead at his home at age 33. His family said the cause of death appeared to be complications from a respiratory issue. They will not say COVID-19 vaccine. They will not say these things, right? So another update with that football player. Uh, interesting article that I saw, I think it was on the Gateway Pundit a couple days ago. The FBI has moved in to the Gateway Pundit, or excuse me, the FBI has moved into the hospital to oversee the football player um, that uh, that collapsed on the field. 
right? Why is the FBI? So I, I personally believe that the FBI is the new Gestapo. They are the SS doing the bidding uh, for the deep state. And we all know that, right? It's very obvious now. Uh, three active law enforcement officers uh, died suddenly in Massachusetts in one week. Uh, this three officers, here's the statement from the Massachusetts police. Uh, and they're probably in their forties. Look, one of them looks like he's probably 35. They didn't, uh, they didn't have much detail on this post here. Um, Megan Travelstead fully vaccinated, became riddled with blood clots soon after receiving her booster. She died shortly after at only 36 years of age, 36, 19 year old Navy cadet. Cause of death, 19-year-old Navy cadet who was on board the Prometheus ship and died a little more than 48 hours after she felt unwell shortly after she got the vaccine. The death of a strange female Navy cadet. She was 19. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, folks. Oh, the three officers, John Santos, Sean Biserik, and Christopher Davis. May they rest in peace. What is behind that? That is a real epidemic. That is a real pandemic that's happening. It's not related to some mysterious illness that nobody can uh, isolate. It has to do with the vaccine. I think everybody should be questioning that. And I think they know, but people are scared. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? So in that, I watched a very interesting article uh, with Dr. Lee Merritt. I'm going to post it on today's show. If you go to noncompliantamerica.com, check it out. Uh, you can get a link to the, uh, the interview with Kate Daly and Dr. Lee Merritt. She has some very interesting, uh, interesting updates in regards to what the shot is, what it's doing, and how to combat against it. She links it to a parasitic, more parasites rather than a virus. And she also states that they, she doesn't think that they're actually using the mRNA technology in these doses and they're using something cheaper and simpler. But it's a really interesting uh, interesting interview. I think it's about 34 minutes long. Very, very much worth the listen. Um, but it's interesting because, you know, Lee Merritt has been on the forefront this entire process, uh, really exposing kind of the next wave and the next level. Because as we kind of peel back the onion, we keep finding new things about what this vaccine does and what it really is, doesn't, don't we? Listen to Noncompliant America. I'm Joshua Michael. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So really, you know, this show, is I'm just, I'm kind of uh, distraught today. Because I'm not sure, you know, where do we go from here? It's a million dollar question. I mean, there's great victories happening everywhere. So I don't like to be negative all the time. But it's... It just seems like we always just get 
close enough. Just, just so you almost made it. We're almost there. We almost got it. We almost win. Or we get a little victory here. But when are we going to be able to have an entire revolution? And I'm not against, or I'm not for, you know, the disorder and the dysfunction and the chaos and the anarchy um, that's going to come from this. But we, the, things are breaking down. I mean, let me give you an example, right? I'll give you an example. So Biden, the Biden administration, um, after depleting all the oil reserves, Biden's energy department re refuses to fill it back up, right? So now all our oil reserves are gone. What does that mean? That puts us in an extreme risk. So Washington's strategy of holding off the purchase of crude oil to fill up its depleted reserves bears a passing resemblance of this um, the policy by the European countries in the spring and summer of 2021. So if you look at what's happening in Europe, you'll see what's coming here, right? It started with the big migrant waves that were happening uh, in Europe and flooding the uh, migrants. The UN uh, was basically orchestrating um, flooding of migrants of, you know, from all these um, countries around Europe. And now you look at London, it's not the same. If you look at, you know, Paris, it's not the same. If you look at Sweden, Sweden, you know, we talk about Sweden all the time because Sweden had it bad, very bad. But they were basically kicking people out of their hotels, kicking people out of their houses and moving migrants in. Do you not think that that's coming here? They are certainly going to try. And so there is a extrajudicial system that's bigger than our three branches of government orchestrated by the World Economic Forum and the UN that is trying to capture and overtake your life. They're going to do it through corporations. They're going to do it through third-party agencies. They're not going to do it through government institutions. Let me give you an example. One of the bills that was passed um, in Oregon allowed for um, traffic enforcement. It was HB 4105. House Bill 4105 authorizes cities to appoint duly authorized traffic enforcement agents who would be able to issue traffic citations from collected traffic cameras evidence without being a police officer. So they're bypassing due process. But since they stole the election and put a bunch of people in there in the Senate uh, and the House based on fraud because they stole the election, they're able to do things like this, right? So these people are going to pass stuff like this all the time. Let me give you another example. Changing definitions of workers' comp, overtime laws and regards to baking and tortilla factories allows people to register to vote with last four digits of social security, allows third-party organizations to submit registrations on behalf of voters. So guess what? You don't get to vote for this. Because supposedly you voted for all the people in the House and all the people in the Senate, and they're going to vote for you. But guess what? Now they have legitimized their voter base. So this House Bill 4133 
Further simplifies Oregon's voter registration system by allowing qualified individuals, qualified, qualified individuals, what happened to being a citizen, okay, qualified individuals to register to vote if an individual has a social security number. Social security number, okay. HB 4133 also requires registration systems to allow an individual to register with only the final four digits of their social security number. Third-party organizations approved by the Oregon Secretary of the Crooked State may also now submit registrations on behalf of voters. So this is like ballot harvesting, voter harvesting on steroids. That's why I said earlier, Oregon is the leading armpit of the country for this tyrannical takeover. So if you don't have plans to get out of here, then uh, you better, you know, start picking out your coffin. And your coffin's going to be a plastic case that you can fit 10 bodies in it, a.k.a. FEMA. Right? Stuff just irritates me so much. I'm getting frustrated. Another bill that's passed, SB 1516, Senate Bill 15 updates references to an individual who is not a citizen from alien to non-citizen. So they're, so they're, they're wasting our money, folks. Who cares if they're called an alien or a non-citizen? doesn't matter, right? That's a, that was a legal term, an illegal alien. The bill directs the state agencies to use non-citizen in rules and regulations to reference an individual who is not a citizen or a national nation national of the United States to update rules and regulations to use alien to non-citizen. And that passed 25 to 0 in the Senate and the House 48 to 9. Right? Why are people voting on this crap? Nobody cares. Do you know why that there's a war on for our language? Do you know why there's a war on our language and why they're trying to, you know, alter what means what and what language means and changing the definitions? Do you know why? Because that allows them to disrupt what it means. Like, what does it mean to be transgender? What does it mean to be LGBTQ? What does it mean? Well, we don't really know. You can't really define it. Even the people that are in it can't define it. But that's the point is because they want to create a diluted water where there's no clear path. There's no clear leader. There's no clear winner. There's no clear understanding to what's going on. And it's this big diluted water of gray. And they're, that's where they're able. That's the swamp. That's where they're able to get stuff done. That's where they're able to do stuff selectively and have selective enforcement, right? Who they deem to be the leader, who they deem to oversee this. You have selective enforcement. Um, and, and that's the whole point because ultimately that's the control is if you can control the chaos, then you can control everything. But if we're all fighting with each other and we don't know which way is up and if we can even, we can't even say the word man and woman anymore. We can't say that word. We can't use the word mom and dad. We can't use this, right? It's all meant to confuse you, to get you tied up into your mind to where then now you cannot be a contender on the stage of an active citizen to see and 
play a part with what's going on and these decisions that are being made because you don't even know which way to, to talk and which way to go. And that's the point. And so this is a legitimate operation. It's a government operation meant to disrupt and dilute your mind and dilute the waters with what's going on so they can pass more nonsense they pass more nonsense and all they're doing is just putting up another 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 piece of fence that is ultimately going to box us in and then that's when they strike and we are right on the brink of that folks so what are you going to do about it the best thing to do is to get active Thanks for listening. I'm Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Visit me, subscribe to me, find me on Twitter at NoncompliantUS or go to NoncompliantAmerica.com. Have a great week.